Do you have a great idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? You need to know about Anchor.fm. Anchor has created tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, it's completely free. So take the first step. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So you brought this idea to my attention a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. it had never, ever occurred to me that looking in is like the prelude to the Butterfly album. Absolutely it is. And I was, it's such yeah. a fascinating concept, but yeah. when you really look at her discography and the evolution, like in the time when this first came out, oh, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I mean, yeah. it t- pro- I probably didn't realize this until years after Butterfly was even released. Right. But when you look at it, this is where she starts to r- metamorphosize. Well, when you think of the concept of a butterfly, it starts as one thing, mm-hmm. the caterpillar. Yes, caterpillar. Then it has a metamorphosis where it... Inside of the cocoon. Yeah, but... And, yeah, inside the cocoon. And then it becomes... Emerges as a whole new creature. Completely different. But the caterpillar has to die. Correct. It has to let go of its former or... Well, a current or former state of being body yeah yes and what's crazy is so i printed out the lyrics for looking in because then i had to go investigate oh of course and pull out the magnifying glass and when i read the first verse the first thing that came into my mind i started thinking about transgender people and the number one thing is they're in the wrong body it doesn't feel right right because you, you look at me and you see the girl yeah. who is this one perception that you have of this person, but you really have no idea. But I know myself and I know I'm not in the right space. Correct. And so this is... I see that. Yeah. And then I started thinking the tone of this song and just the music, it's, a, it's like a lament. And a, yeah. and a lament is like a song or a poem or a piece of music that expresses grief and... Um, I've had a little, little thing. Um, the grief is most often born of regret. Oh. 
Okay, I don't think I knew that aspect yeah, of it. Interesting, huh? I see that. So, well, this is looking in. Is Mariah looking back at looking back her whole career, yeah. her childhood, her fame, and so to start with these lyrics. I mean, these are probably some of the most real lyrics that we've heard from Mariah up into this point. Right. Uh, Cause this is 1995 that we're getting this. We don't get butterfly for another two years. So I don't think we as fans knew. I remember when I was in college, I did like a, a term paper on a, a work of art and I chose looking in. Mm. And I remember that most of what I was doing as I, you know, analyzed and dissected it was comparing, you know, her childhood to, you know, her current state of fame. Uh-huh. I had no idea, um, really what it was all really referring to, but right. now you can clearly look back and, and see that right. this was her essentially, like we were saying before her essentially bowing out of that former, body that former person that former image that people had perceived her to be right musically and personally yeah because when we get butterfly the album in the future from this song it's a whole new mariah it's a whole a whole new image sound sound everything collaborators everything everything, everything. and yeah. i was so excited for it um but another interesting thing about this daydream album that we're looking at with looking in here when you see the track listing of this mm-hmm. looking in is a standalone piece yes like the the album really goes from fantasy to the daydream interlude and that's the daydream album right then looking in comes mm-hmm. It sh- I mean, it's very a, sorrowful, very haunting, yes, very much so, yeah. very much so, yet beautiful. Yes, yes. And like that is the start of her new life. Right. I'm, I mean, I don't know if she knew that that was what it was or if that's how she was doing it. I don't know if that was her initial intention, but I feel like when you really dig down deep, I feel she knew that the next album she was going to do was going to be her fully and completely. Mm-hmm. Her real self. Exactly. And that's exactly what it came out to be. A metamorphosis. Correct. So it took her, you know, whatever, two years from the time we heard Looking In to Mm -hmm. the time we heard Honey. Yeah. But she was making that transition. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's quite clear that's what she was doing. Because let's stand at Looking In and look back. Mariah Carey, the singer, is this girl wearing black pants and a turtleneck, mm-hmm. curly hair. Singing, singing big, hero. Singing hero. Right. And she hates that person. She's not comfortable. That's not her. She's not comfortable doing that. That's not her real me. That's not myself. Mm-hmm. And everybody, and you know, they look at me and they see the girl who lives inside the golden world. I'm certain that when Mariah, you know, she's had this passion for singing, songwriting, and making music her whole life. Mm-hmm. But when you get into the actual music industry and the business behind it and how you have to create these albums and all these rules and regulations you have to follow from the label, from, Mm -hmm. you know, her husband, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. she's like, this is not what I signed. I didn't think it was going to be like this. Right. You know, like she was sort of she had this idea that she was going to be go in there and like make the music she wanted to make. And it was all going to be great and fine. But she quickly realized on her debut album, I'm sure that that's not how this is going to work. So she's like, let me just go with the flow here. But Uh, then eventually you have to put an end to it and you have to say, I can't do this anymore. But I think anybody out there in the world can relate to that when you have an idea of getting a job 
Mm-hmm. You got in a new job. You think it's the right one, right? Or even a relationship. Relationship. Yeah, the idea in your head is different than when you start it, and then you get in it, and it gets time goes on, and you realize mm-hmm. it's wrong. Yes, and you're not happy anymore, and now you're kind of stressing out, and you got anxiety. But then it hits this point where it's got to break. Right. There's a breaking point. Yeah. You either get fired or you quit. Right. Because you can't deal with it anymore because right. it's, it's not um, – uh, the balance it's is not, off. It's not sustainable. Exactly. Like y- y- what you're expecting and what you're feeling on the inside is different than what's going on on the outside. And the inside and outside always have to be balanced. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just doomed. The thing about Mariah is she, it's not a job in the office where she can quit and get a new job. Right. She's an artist and she's doing what she wants to do, but they've created... She's making these creative sacrifices. Right. And she's almost created a monster, like got sucked into this where a monster... Right. She's not that person. Be- and she's also a global icon by this point. Yeah. I mean, this Daydream album, so like 25 million copies globally, like she can't just say, oh, I quit. I step out. You know what I mean? Because she's getting letters. You saved my life. I didn't, right. I didn't kill myself because I had her exactly. hero. Like and, a lot know, of pressure. Yeah. Absolutely. And coming from an unstable childhood, she finally probably maybe not like emotionally or even like relationship wise but she probably finally has a financial security yes and she doesn't want that to end as well exactly because that's probably another big thing maybe not all people have to worry about finances but when you come from nothing and then you have something you don't want that something to go away so you have to keep working and when your work is making music and creating and being an artist You just can't quit your job. And she's also expressed in interviews that she was always afraid it would go away. Right, the, that the rug would be pulled out from under yes, her. Yes, yes. So what, are, what is one to do? Well, that's why this is, this is like a lament. This is a sad song mm-hmm. because she has decided, I'm going to kill this person and this she might damage. die. Yeah. It might be gone. Right. Butterfly could be a, a total could bomb. Could be a f- flop, disaster. No one likes it. No one yeah. buys my music anymore. But yeah. what? A, she didn't have a choice. There was no turning back after this looking in. No. After she really looked back at her life, her career, yeah. there was no turning back. No. She had to go forward because if you're not changing, you're not growing. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? But she also, uh, from the first album to Daydream interlude, I think she found herself. You can see where Butterfly kicks in in the next album. You can see threads of Butterfly in Daydream, in Music Box. Absolutely. Uh, in I the mean, early stuff, in the ballads. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can definitely see that. And I think that Mariah was always pushing to have those threads of, of R&B music and, like, you know, uh, hip-hop music as it was coming up. Like, there's probably the most hip-hop um on daydream mm-hmm. um in prior to butterfly even though like you know the sample from blind alley for dream lover and things like that she always yeah. tried to sneak it in there but it was just coming to a boil and she was like i need to do as much as i can with this because this is what makes me happy this is what yeah. makes me fulfilled yeah. as a creative person so with the daydream album she wasn't able to put a lot of that on the actual album mm-hmm. but through the remixes and yeah. through this the things like that she was able to get some sort of okay i'm happy with this yeah, but look at how she um, did the fantasy remix and kind of had to, like, force it on people. Didn't know if it was going to work. Right, you know. But that's what people liked. People like people responded to that, and it had a huge impact on the music world. Right, it changed the landscape. Changed pop music as we know it. Yeah. 
And so, I, a lot of people want to argue that point, but it really did. Yeah. You know, it really was monumentally influential. Probably in, as influential as Grandmaster Flash. Absolutely. Like onto the sure, yeah. yeah. Just changing hip-hop and funk and... Creating whole- a whole new almost genre. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, God, can you... The, just like... Just the thought of that alone and being the person that like, oh my God, look what I have changed. Mm-hmm. I have like literally pushed the boundaries. Yeah. That's, a, that's massive to wrap your head around. Yeah, but that's where... The, the butterfly, the, the new Mariah kicks in because she that's who she is. And she was hiding it in myself, hiding mm-hmm, it inside of mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. The girl who dreams of all that she can ever be. Right. She let that girl out a little bit and people liked her. Yes. So now she's like, no, no, but that's who I really am. What do you mean you like her? You're, just, you're supposed to like ballad Mariah. Not, mm-hmm. not, not grungy, not um, hip hoppy. You know, short, big hair, short skirt, whatever Mariah. Whatever Mariah. Yeah, right. Um, so, but that's where she realizes, oh, I've got to kill, kill like the image. It has to go away. Like, there just, yeah. just has to be completely shifted into what she really, and how she really likes to dress. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I love the image change, honestly. Oh, me too. You know, I, but I think, you know, me, I was a little younger, I guess, back then. So to me, I was fair game for anything. Like, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because I wasn't thinking in that way. I just liked her voice. I liked what she was singing about. Right. That, so I was down for whatever she was giving me. And I thought Butterfly and those first uh, watching the video for Honey the first time, I was like, this this is am- – it was so much fun and mm-hmm. it was so much energy to it. And I was, I was just enthralled by that. Right. Which is why Music Box, Emotions, Daydream Mariah had to go. Had to go. There was I, there was no turning back, especially after looking in. Yeah. She's like, I can't turn back around. She had already let all these emotions out in the song. Yeah, like the second the second verse of the song. Yeah, she smiles through a thousand tears and harbors adolescent fears. Like that's big to be putting out there and being so vulnerable. Well, to yeah. Yeah. the masses. I think the first song in the vein of it's a, a personal poem in air quotes. Mm-hmm. Looking in, close my eyes, pedals. Right, pedals. We haven't had one since, right? Uh, Not in this I'm style. Sure. Not in this style, maybe. Yeah. But this is the first time you get a song and you connect to her as a person, mm-hmm. and you realize, oh, hang on a second, what's going on here? Like, oh, you're actually not a happy candy pop singer yeah who would have known who would have known yeah you know and then in the second verse again she goes harbors adolescent fears she dreams of all that she can never be she wades in insecurity and hides herself inside of me Mm -hmm. i mean that's saying a lot right there yeah that's basically those first two verses are basically cracking the whole 
image and glass that she was been sheltered around yes. for, you know, her basically at this point, her entire adulthood. Yeah. You know, even though she had to be an adult when she was a child because of like the craziness of her upbringing but like here she is she was signed right out of high school 18 years old here she is 25 years old and she is like i've been leading this double life it's crazy and so that though right off the bat we see that she is bringing a hammer to this image and she's ready to knock it out yeah it's crazy though i remember when i first heard these and I was like, why, why is she, I remember being one of those people that's like, why, how is she so unhappy? This sounds so unhappy because mm. you don't see the real her. You're seeing this image that is manufactured. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's a lot of art, artistry and talent behind this manufactured image, mm-hmm. but she's a product mm-hmm. and we get to see the product. We don't really get to see who she is. So she's finally letting us in. I know. It's 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 kind of mind-boggling when you think about it. When people love, uh, you understand why when Butterfly came out, um, a huge chunk of her her consumers in air quotes disappeared. Right, because they were led to believe something completely different about her. Exactly, and, and we're like, sold a different product. Right, it's a completely different product. Yeah, um, and so and that's why, like, I keep going back to her. This like a lament. She's killing it. Yeah. She's like saying goodbye. I mean, and she's doing this so subtly, though, because I Mm. don't think that people really knew that's what she was doing here until years later, obviously, because then Butterfly came. But you'd even have to go, like I said, I probably didn't realize what she was doing with looking in until years after Butterfly even. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, oh, now I see this picture, what she was doing, what she was going through. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she was just like this sad girl because she couldn't be herself. But there are so many other aspects of this song that are monumental and Mm life-changing for her personally and creatively. Yeah. A total different game. But, but she's, she's ready for it. Yeah, but but she's so also she's very self aware of it all as well, which is mm-hmm. why in the third verse when she's saying, "Don't say that she takes it all for granted." Right. I'm well aware of all, of all I, I have. have, and don't think that I'm disenchanted. Please understand. You've got to understand right. me. Right. Don't She's begging for understanding. Really? Like, yeah. It's, uh, it's, I could get, I just get chills thinking about that. (laughs) It's so big what she's saying here. She is, she's being so vulnerable and she's begging for, you know, because again, she doesn't want that rug to be pulled out from under her. She's saying, people, please understand what I'm going through. Don't leave me. Right. You know, I'm still here. Yeah. But this is going to be the real me now. Yeah, but I think anybody who's had to come out of their shell, in air quotes, whether you're a gay person, mm-hmm, a transgender mm-hmm. person, you're in the wrong job, like you had, you've had this um, super successful lawyer job, but you really wanted to break bread, 
yeah whatever like whatever like when right. you discover whatever, yourself yes whatever you, you need to make yourself truly happy it makes sense to you but then you got to tell everyone around you you got to understand like i'm gonna lose my mind if i keep doing this right exactly so please understand yes people never want to understand that's the problem i think with you know don't get too Oprah and too deep, but like, you know, just people's ego and like always wanting to have to fit into a box. box. And they were, Mariah was put into this box yeah. of, you know, prim, proper pop star. But let's break, break that down. She always talks about being how bi, being biracial was a, a big issue in her life. Yes, correct. We can tell, like, we know now that once Spotify came out, she really wanted to be doing. Um, hip-hop music, urban music. Right. A different person, but she was being packaged as white. A white right. singer, a white girl. Exactly. But never quite white enough. And, and never, never quite, quite black, black enough. enough. Correct. So, so she has this inner turmoil. Yes. Yes. But the, but the white side didn't work for her. So she wanted to go the other way. Right. That's why or she could just yeah. be somewhere in the middle, floating around happily. Exactly. You know? It's just, again, putting people in a box. Mariah looks white. Yeah. I mean, she just does. Yeah. But you can't be fooled by the cover of the book. You know, don't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. So it was. it's very hard for her because she can say it. And still to this day, she says, you know, I'm not a white girl. Right. But no one believes it. Mm-hmm. Because the image is is not just the, the color image mm-hmm. is just not there. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to get that through people's thick skulls. I mean, probably they understand more so now because this is a totally different, different world. world. Yeah. So imagine. Completely different. Imagine in 1995 or even when Mariah was growing up in the yeah. 70s, 80s. Yeah. I mean, come on. But with that comes a, a whole other set of um, post-traumatic stress, if you will. Like, she had to go through a whole, a whole, like, more intense experience of racial discourse. Absolutely. It's c- completely crazy. 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 It seems as though I've always been Somebody outside So this part of the song, the final verse, which I think is very heavy. I know we've all these little verses have been heavy and they all have these great uh, underlying undertones to them. But this one. Well, when I heard it, when I was like writing notes just now, the first things I wrote were crucifixion and resurrection. Yeah, absolutely. Because look at how she says, you know, um, it seems as though I've always been somebody outside looking in right well here i am 
for all, all of them, them to, to believe. believe. So think of the crucifixion of Christ. Like here I right. am in front of you all, spread out, nailed to the to the cross, to the cross. <laughs> bleeding. Yeah, but here here I am. Like go here for I it. am. This is it. Like go for it. Go for it. And look at the story of Christ in a nutshell: crucifixion, locked in the cave, comes back to life. I'm back. Mm-hmm. And then you go somewhere else. But I don't know where he goes. But however it happens, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get the concept. Like this is it in this verse. Like here I am. Like I'm bleeding to death. And but see, there's so much going on in there from you know the crucifixion, the mm-hmm. resurrection, and then the final final line. They'll never know the real me because she. I think she finally is coming to terms. Also that like yes, I'm putting to bed to rest that early image of me that mm-hmm. quote quote mariah carey that everyone knows worldwide yeah. and putting that to bed and i'm gonna start doing me but she also realizes in this world where you're a global icon no matter how much of yourself that you give to somebody you are always a product mm-hmm. and there's always a concept that goes behind it so no matter what you'll never know the real me but you will now get the most me that i can give you right but but also there's a core mariah that's the real mariah and this shell is coming off right okay yeah like, she's not playing that game no more no because you can you can make her bleed and cut her up and like and crucify her which she, people do all the time i mean and still do and still do probably even worse nowadays yeah. but she knows who she is and there's this call that's coming and she's going to re- keep that and she's yeah. going to be in touch with that and it's going to lead to this balance in her life yes like i was saying earlier the inside has to be balanced with the outside of mm-hmm. your whatever's going on and she's ready for that yes it's almost like you know this calming effect you know after she's you know brought to her knees and and bled and crucified she's now like it's okay yeah i surrender all of that yes yes and now i can be me yes right so good so good it sometimes makes me want to wonder like i said earlier there's no way that she wasn't planning on making the next album after daydream that resurrection metamorphosis Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. album but did she know how monumental butterfly was going to become was she already turning those wheels in her head did she already have that whole concept when did that come to her well she probably got a taste with fantasy when she got to make it and it and it was a hit but it's like when someone cooks something and they just magically can cook really well or Mm -hmm. they play the piano without and it's just like oh like oh i can actually oh i'm actually good at this wow who would have thought yeah and so that i think was a taste of it and she was probably more dead set than ever on me but we also have to remember she is also you know in her personal turmoil life she's she knows she's leaving time matola i know she knows it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she has to know it yeah um like in her heart of hearts, even though I do believe that there was like a love that she had and she did not want to like break up the family, but she, you know, the marriage, there was no real enough family, but you know, Mm -hmm. the marriage or whatever. And, you know, um, I know she had to be, that was cooking on the back burner as well. But Tommy created the monster. That's why she has to get away. Yeah. She has no choice, but I'm sure she's 
you know, dreading making that decision. She's afraid of the rug being pulled out from under her. He's yeah. her boss. All of these things. Yeah. But I think after this looking in, um, she again, there was no turning back. Mm-hmm. She knew she was going to go on tour mm-hmm. after this album. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, when she got off that tour, she was done. Yeah. She was done with Tommy Matola and she was ready to spread her wings. To morph. To morph into this beautiful creative artist, this beautiful young woman yeah. who wants to not only, you know, make great music and, you know, um, live happily, but she wants to partake in life. Yeah. You know, growing up, she was, you know, through this, that, the other, the divorce, the biracial, the this, that. Parents divorce. Parents. Allison. Yeah. All, all, the, all, all the craziness it. of her young adulthood, she finally has a sense of stability and she wants to just be carefree for a minute she doesn't want to have to worry about uh or is this dress too revealing she just wants to go on and live life and be creative and happy and make great music that's all she wants yeah do what she wants and she has to shed all of that yeah including tommy and i'm sure it was a huge obstacle for her to overcome because there's so much fear yeah you know, well, just to, just about to say, it probably took her to this point to get the courage to do it, right? Financially, right? She can. She's not going to f- screw the family up. She can still support the mother and right, and and herself, the, and, and the she name, can still be everyone. Yeah, uh, yeah. everybody's the babies are fine. Everything's yeah. uh-huh, fine. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it takes a lot of courage, and I know, I'm sure. Well, I remember Mariah saying that. When she got married to Tommy Matola, she was like that, like that honeymoon that they went on. Mm-hmm. She was like, "This is the end of this relationship, and we just got married. I can't believe it, mm-hmm. like, but I know this is over. Mm-hmm. Like this is not going to last." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she knew that in 1993. Mm-hmm. So this is basically so 93. Then she did the Christmas album in 94, which is totally different and separate. This is her next album like real studio album Mm -hmm. and she knows writing this album that this marriage is not going to last right and that's when looking in comes at the very end Uh so fascinating it's almost like um it's like a coming out like yeah I'm, i'm gonna do i have to get the courage to do this and just like tell the world the truth right and and I have to just be me because she will go crazy. Yeah. Like we hear in pedals. She's like, I had to flee to save my sanity. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's this whole like image and this product that you are selling, which is you and your image and your music. Um, and she's like, I'm going to go nuts yeah. if I do not change something. Uh-huh. So she she had to. That It's very – it's life-changing. But – Real quickly, I don't want to get too deep into it. Fast forward to the Fly Away reprise on the album. Uh-huh. Where it's not the same as the Butterfly lyrics. It's her almost talking to talking to herself, saying, don't be afraid. Yeah. Open up mm-hmm. the door. Like, it's not even, not like just take a leap and jump for it. Like, like open the door first. Yes. Step by step. Everything, it's a process. Line it's it all up. in due yeah. process uh-huh. and it's all going to happen. Uh-huh. You just have to be there and confident in it. Yeah, but then but she lines it up and then she says, spread your wings and prepare to fly. This is in the interlude. Yeah, so, right. So she had to get there first and then someone else had to make the push. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but that's how it works. Yeah. However it works to make you, you know, put you off into flight of, of good happiness and, and re... Yeah. 
reclaiming your life. Yeah, which is why looking in is a step towards that. She's lining it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, again, it's the first time that she's being vulnerable in, in lyrics and music here. Yeah. And... I think this song was also a big step for her. I, re- I also think I remember her talking about putting this song on this album, Daydream. She was very nervous because all the record company people and Tommy Matola, they're all going to think, what is this song about? Who wow. is this song about? Because yeah. Mariah knows when this album's coming out, uh-huh. she knows she's getting a divorce from this man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he knew that yet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody knew that yet. But Mm -hmm. she knows Mm -hmm. in her heart of hearts. Mm -hmm. And she just has to wait for that perfect time. Yeah. Which was after the tour and blah, blah, blah. And then it was done. Well, around the same time, um, the the concept of putting a a final song on an album that leads into the next album, even though it's years away, is not unheard of. Because around, um, for example, around 99-ish or 98, Bjork had a homogenic album out. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and on her final track, which is called All Is Full Of Love, it had a different sound to the rest of the album. And she says, like, I was lining up the next album. Yeah. She was thinking it through. Yeah. Like, through the future. Yeah. And and I think Mariah was doing the same exact thing here. I just think it... I honestly don't think a lot of fans get the connection between Looking In yeah. and the entire Butterfly album. Because... Yeah. I look at the Butterfly album, you could start that with Looking In, and the very final song for that is Outside. She even yes. in the lyrics says, what are, what's the line? She's, it's in that last verse, she says, uh-huh. I was always somebody outside looking in. Yeah. And so I think from Looking In to Outside, that is the full circle of her really being true to herself Uh starting with this such a vulnerable song yeah and you know even though some of the lyrics don't directly relate to her childhood of uh, growing up and feeling insecure she does say those things but you're not sure what they're about Mm -hmm. insecurities over what mariah you Mm -hmm. know unless you really know her life you wouldn't know right but once outside comes Mm -hmm. to wrap things up now you have a better idea of you know, if you look at the lyrics of Outside, you know it's those childhood insecurities of being biracial, not being accepted, too, not white enough, too, not too black enough, blah, 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 mm-hmm, all of that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that is fully encompassing Butterfly and what it stands for for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think a lot of fans get that. No. And I, th- I hope they see that now, and I would love to hear what everybody, their thoughts on that, I guess, the uh, idea is or well, are. You brought it to my attention recently, and at first I was like, "Oh, this got a cute idea." But then I started think, really thinking about it, and like looking up, looking it up, and just like studying it a bit more. I was like, "Wow, it really is." It really is. But then, um, let's wrap this up, this talk. Um, but so we're gonna get into butterfly. I know. Yeah, this is just the warm up. The warm up. This because you have. This is where your mind has to be. You have to know what she's been through, going through, career, mm-hmm. uh, you know, life wise, all of that, to really understand butterfly. Yeah, and why that was so important for her. Well, yeah. And it starts here at looking in. But I think the message is the the when you boil it all down, the message is I'm not happy. Yeah. Not at all. With any of this. Right. Right. And so I'm out of here. Gotta go. Bye. We're doing it my way. Exactly. And that's exactly what 
came after this. And so I say, lambs, get your, get your thinking caps on because we are really going into Butterfly and we're dissecting it all. <laughs> <laughs>